This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news first. The headlines. The Constitutional Court of Romania ruled that former MPs may keep their special pensions. The Senate decides today whether the ex-Prime Minister Florin Pizzo is to be prosecuted for complicity to abuse of office, and the mayor of Bayamare, Catalin Kerekesh, who fled the country after being sentenced to prison in a corruption case, was apprehended in Germany. Romania's former MPs may keep their special pensions and Parliament is only allowed to eliminate these benefits in the future. The Constitutional Court ruled unanimously on Tuesday. On June the 26th, Parliament voted in favour of scrapping special pensions for senators and deputies, an obligation undertaken by Romania under its National Recovery and Resilience Plan. Close to 850 former MPs benefited from special pensions in May this year. The Senate of Romania is to decide on Wednesday whether to approve the request of the National Anti-Corruption Directorate to commence prosecution against the former Prime Minister Florin Kutsu for complicity to abuse of office in an investigation concerning the procurement of COVID-19 vaccines. Florin Kutsu said he would request his fellow Liberal Party members to lift his parliamentary immunity. Previously, President Klaus Johannes forwarded to the Justice Ministry the prosecution requests concerning two former health ministers from Save Romania Union, Vlad Voiculescu and Ioana Mihaila, and notified the General Prosecutor's Office in this respect. The two are probed into for abuse of office in relation to the procurement of vaccines. The mayor of the city of Bayamare in the northwest of Romania, Catalin Kerekesh, who fled the country after being sentenced to five years in prison in a corruption case, was apprehended in Germany, the Romanian police announced. He was identified and taken into custody by the police in Bavaria based on the information provided by the Romanian authorities. Sources close to the investigation say the former mayor was aided by an aunt and was attempting to leave Germany when he was caught. Kerekesh had left the country on Friday using the ID of a family member and procedures for returning him to the country are underway. Europe has taken major steps in terms of preparations for winter. Following the energy crisis in the post-pandemic period and the start of the Russian invasion in Ukraine, EU member states have replaced Russian natural gas with liquefied gas from the United States and natural gas from Norway, and currently have unprecedented stocks. 
Reuters reports that in mid-November, oil stocks were 12 million barrels above the season average of the past 10 years. Natural gas stocks are also at record high levels after consumption in the industrial sector dropped by around 13 percent. Average prices adjusted to inflation were around 48 euros per megawatt hour, down from 223 euros in August 2022, and analysts expect the downward trend to continue next year. Bukarest says Romania will have no problems in the supply of natural gas if temperatures remain normal this winter. The Romanian energy minister Sebastian Burduja said all gas storage facilities are full and the government has emergency supply plans in place if necessary. And that was the news. Now for a brief announcement about Radio Romania International's annual survey of its listeners and internet and social media users to find out the 2023 Personality of the Year. And this has been no easy year, with the Russia's war in Ukraine continuing, energy prices rocketing, many parts of the world suffering food shortages, and, not least, with the global warming, causing what was probably the hottest year on record. On top of all this came the conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. In this difficult year, which international public figure, in your opinion, has had the strongest positive impact on the world, and why? Radio Romania International will designate its Personality of the Year based on your nominations, which you can submit, together with a short justification, by posting directly on our website in a comment to this article at www.rri.ro, by email at engl at rri.ro, on our Facebook page, on Instagram, WhatsApp, at 0040-744-312-650, text or audio, or by fax at 0040 2131905562. We will announce the Radio Romania International Personality of the Year on air and online on Monday, the 1st of January 2024. We are looking forward to receiving your nominations, so please get in touch. After the energy crisis in the previous years, the EU states have taken measures to secure their oil and gas needs before the start of the cold season. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Sorin Titus Jordan. The European Union states have prepared intensively for winter and have made substantial stocks of oil and natural gas in the event of a long cold season with very low temperatures. After the European energy crisis of 2022 and 2023, that coincided with the end of the COVID-19 pandemic, the beginning of the Russian military invasion of Ukraine and the sanctions imposed on the Russian Federation, which triggered high electricity and natural gas tariffs on the market and much more expensive bills for the population, the EU countries have taken measures to avoid such scenario from repeating itself. According to a recent Reuters report, Commercial crude inventories of EU countries were 12 million barrels above the prior 10-year seasonal average in mid-November. Also, gas storage has been at record seasonal levels continuously since the end of the first quarter of 2023, 
following sharp falls in industrial gas consumption. In countries like Germany, Italy, France, Netherlands, Spain, Belgium and Poland, gas consumption was down by 13% in the first nine months of 2023, compared with the pre-invasion 10-year seasonal average for 2012-2021. According to the Reuters report, inflation-adjusted prices have averaged €48 per megawatt-hour in November, down from €223 at the height of the crisis in August 2022. They are, however, higher compared with the €23 per megawatt-hour in the first years between 2015 and 2019. While prices are still high, they are no longer at crisis level and could go down some more in 2024. A good example of energy sources diversification has been provided by the Paris administration. Among the European states least dependent on Russian gas, France has strengthened its nuclear energy sector, its liquefied gas imports from the United States and its imports of natural gas from Norway and has developed its green energy sector. Paris has recently announced it reached its goal of energy independence from Moscow. As far as Romania is concerned, the Bucharest government has said that there will be no problems in the natural gas supply under normal winter conditions. The Romanian energy minister, Sebastian Burduja, said that according to statistics from Brussels, Romania is the country with the most important gas production in Europe, especially given the Neptune Deep project, which will start in 2027 and which involves the exploitation of a vast deposit of oil and natural gas discovered in its exclusive economic zone of the Black Sea. At the same time, Minister Burduja specified that Romania ranks first in the European Union in terms of demand coverage rate from local production sources. As regards the gas stocks, he gave assurances that all gas storage facilities are full. The former Romanian senators and deputies can keep their special pensions. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Roxana Vasile. At the end of June, Parliament was proudly announcing that the senators and deputies, with a large majority, voted wanting to set an example to eliminate their own special pensions. In the context in which Romania undertook under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan, to abolish those pensions benefiting only some occupational categories. The vote has a special significance for the entire political class, said back then the president of the Liberals, Nicolae Ciuca. And the Social Democrat, Alfred Simonis, was stressing that it was a first step towards the reform of all special pensions. We don't tax them. We don't reduce them. We simply eliminate them. We repeal both those that are in payment and those that could have entered payment, if it were not for this law, said with conviction Alfred Simonis from the Parliament's rostrum. Parliament had also adopted a similar normative act in the not-too-distant past, but the decision of the Constitutional Court prevented its implementation, something that has happened again now. After the resounding announcement made in June, at the end of November, 
comes another one from the same Supreme Court. Former senators and deputies can keep their special pensions and Parliament has the power to eliminate them only for the future. The Constitutional Court judges reasoned that, until their abrogation, special pensions were a legal right granted to the elected officials who exercised at least one full parliamentary term by the date of reaching retirement age. Otherwise, by withdrawing and eliminating these pensions, the integrity and substance of an acquired legal right would have been affected. Consequently, ex-parliamentarians with a full mandate until the adoption of the law will continue to receive special pensions. There are about 850 beneficiaries out of the more than 200,000 Romanians who collect special pensions, the parliamentary opposition has stressed, recalling that in Romania there are some occupational categories whose pensions are not based exclusively, as in the case of all other pensioners, on the contribution to the state social insurance fund throughout their professional activity. Which is why most Romanians associate parliamentarians, magistrates, soldiers, police officers, diplomats or aviators with members of privileged castes. The dust in the eyes is gone. The special pensions are back, writes the press in Bucharest after the Constitutional Court's decision, qualifying it as unpopular for several reasons. Any special pension paid to distinct categories divides society. Then, if in the case of the magistrates or the military it is possible to discuss the existence of reasons for a distinct regime motivated by risks or restrictions, in the parliamentarian's case there is no such thing. That was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Time now for Heat of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to Liviu Teodorescu and his latest single, I'm Jumping In. Să-mi 
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today. Hello and welcome to our sociology feature. I'm Kalin Kutsoyo. 2023 is the year in which the cultural consumption barometer turns 18. The National Institute for Cultural Research and Training carries out an important study every year, except during the period of the pandemic restrictions, when most institutions being partially closed, the data would have been irrelevant. In fact, the recently launched edition for 2022 highlights precisely the fact that the reduction in cultural activities from 2020 to 2021 has not been walked back. There is still a gap between the pre-pandemic period of 2019 and the post-pandemic period of 2022. For example, the reported declines in public cultural consumption are Attending theater performances fell from 29% in 2019 to 20% in 2022. Watching movies in cinemas from 35% in 2019 to 26% in 2022. Visiting museums, exhibitions, or art galleries fell from 38% in 2019 to 30% in 2022. The only increase was recorded for visiting historical monuments or archaeological sites at least once a year, 14%. Other clarifications are provided by Carmen Creitoro, the general director of the NICRT, the Institute. Am observat că totuși tendințele se păstrează, prin urmare suntem ceva mai bine decât I've noticed that the trends hold though. Therefore, we are somewhat better off than in 2021. We are on an upward trend, but we have not yet reached the consumption level of 2019. There is obviously a predominant orientation towards the online environment and the non-public space. Those who have discovered the consumption of culture in the domestic and individual space find it difficult to give up this habit because it involves going out. However, we are happy to note something related to the 18 to 35 age segment, i.e. young people are more active and go out more in the public space because they also need socialization mediated by culture. There are big drops, unfortunately, in a lot of consumption figures. But happily, we note a permanent upward trend in visiting heritage sites. This means that finally, in the consciousness of the Romanian public, heritage has gained a place, an importance and an image. That was Carmen Croitoru. From 2019 to 2022, the increase in the consumption of cultural products on the internet is visible not only in terms of accessing streaming networks for music or listening to music on various digital platforms. In addition, the reading and purchase of books online has increased, although in general Romanians still read very little. Other data obtained this fall from the National Institute of Statistics 
found that over half of Romanians had not read a book in the last 12 months. The main reason given by them being a lack of time, 35%, and a lack of interest in reading books in general, 32%. The consumption barometer confirms the absence of this appetite and indicates that the reading of printed books has decreased by 9% from 2019 to 2022, while the consumption of books, articles, or other written materials in digital format has increased by 11%. In addition, the research carried out by the NICRT identifies social financial barriers because of which the consumption of culture in the public space is either difficult or completely absent. And among these obstacles is the extremely concrete one of the lack of a road infrastructure. If to get to the theater, the cinema, or a bookstore, then they will give up altogether on that type of culture if they have to travel many kilometers on foot out of pub poor public transportation. Here's Andabe Kutsumarinescu, head of the research service within the NICRT. She talks to us about these obstacles which can be removed through appropriate public policy. Geographical barriers refer to the lack of infrastructure in certain geographical areas. It's about the rural-urban distinction that you find analyzed all the time in our barometers. These barriers do not only refer to the rural-urban dichotomy but also to cities, small towns versus big cities that are university centers. There are counties that do not have certain infrastructure elements. These would be geographical barriers in particular. Of course, there are still financial barriers. Here we are referring to modest incomes, which makes the purchase of a book prohibitive for other social categories, which we consider vulnerable groups. Young people from disadvantaged families are such a vulnerable group, and there are also cultural education barriers related to attitudes and perceptions. They involve decoding the artistic message and the attitude that people who have not been exposed to culture in childhood fail to form in their lifetime without direct intervention from cultural institutions. To wrap up, during the pandemic, the cultural consumption barometer was replaced by studies on certain participation trends to keep in touch with the changes in habits that people went through during this time. You've been listening to Society Today. Romania, the eastern flank. Welcome, I'm Elena Enake. The transfer of authority ceremony between 1st Brigade Combat Team Bastogne and 3rd Brigade Combat Team Rakasan took place on Friday, November 24th at the Mihail Koganichanu Air Base and was hosted by the 10th Mountain Division. The ceremony marked the arrival to Romania of the detachment of the 3rd Brigade, respectively the departure of the one of the 1st Brigade at Fort Campbell in Kentucky. 
the 3rd Brigade military started arriving in Europe at the Mihail Koganichanu base since the beginning of November. It is a one-to-one -one rotation, without reductions or increases in numbers or structures. Around 3,800 soldiers from the 3rd Brigade Rakasan are already deployed or will be deployed in locations throughout Europe for a nine-month mission in six countries, including Poland, Germany, Bulgaria and Romania. The brigade operates in support of the U.S. 5th Army Corps and is tasked with strengthening NATO's eastern flank, securing European allies and partners and deterring any possible Russian aggression. So far, the 101st Airborne Division has deployed three of its brigades to southern Europe in the last 18 months. For Colonel Ricardo Turner, commander of the 3rd Brigade, this is the second time he is on a mission in the Black Sea area this year. He said, quote, We thank our Romanian allies for the incredibly warm welcome. Your professionalism and training for combat continue to be impressive. We look forward to training together with you and to learning from you. This operational task force was especially designed for the most difficult missions in the most chaotic conditions. Our mission is clear, our goal is correct, and every Rakasan soldier is honored and humbled by the task we have. The commander of the 3rd Rakasan Brigade of the 101st Airborne Division said. Colonel Trevor Verkel, commander of the 1st Brigade Bastone, has mixed feelings of joy and regret now that he is returning to his family for Christmas. He said, Military life is hard. Our mission is hard, but it was very easy to work with our partners and our allies here, especially with the Romanians. We are going home, and it is a happy but also a little bit sad moment for us, because we are leaving many friends here. I don't know how others feel, but I'm very happy to go home for Christmas, as I have four children who are waiting for their father at home. I'm also a little bit sad because I will miss the friendship of our Romanian allies, the great food here, the wonderful places in the mountains or on the Black Sea coast, the culture and the Romanians' way of being. I'm from the southern part of the US, from Texas. I've been a farmer all my life and I felt at home here in this part of Romania, Colonel Trevor Vocal said. The 3rd Brigade returns to Europe for the first time since the 1970s and its reactivation in 2004. The name of the brigade comes from the end of the Second World War when it acted as an occupation force in Japan and its approximate translation is Umbrella Men Falling from the Sky, as the Japanese, who were their parachute training Japs, used to call them. Next in this program... Sports. Welcome to the Athlete of the Week with me, Eugen Nasta. Romanian football team last week succeeded its best performance in recent years. The national squad booked its ticket to the 2024 edition of the European Championship to be hosted by Germany. The qualification came as something special since the Romanian national team were at the top of the table in Group 1 with a no-defeat record sheet. The laudable performance was sealed this past Wednesday in Bucharest the confrontation against Switzerland, initially the top-seeded team in the group, given the status of its lineup and its position according to the world rankings made public by FIFA. 
Switzerland is 14th placed according to world rankings, while Romania is 48th placed. Notwithstanding in Bucharest, such a difference mattered no more, since Romania won 1-0. The goal scorer, striker Denis Alibek, is the athlete of the week on Radio Romania International. Switzerland was in dire need of a win against Romania in order to win the preliminaries Group 1 and be included in a more accessible pot ahead of the drawing. Murat Yakin's trainees put on an offensive game. Their attacking bouts were quite a few on the pitch, yet the Romanian defensive lineup did their job well. The national team's goalie, Horatio Moldovan, succeeded several remarkable saves. It was the Romanians' strong determination and Denis Alibek's goal that, no doubt, made the difference on the pitch. Here's what Denis Alibek said right after the match. We're happy we pulled off a nice one, concluding the campaign with a win, and be at the top of the table in the group, even though not very many people place their stakes on us early into the qualification campaign, yet we proved that we were a family, that we knew how to fight together. Switzerland had a much better team, but we went like do or die on the pitch. Denis Alibek was born in Mangalia on January 5, 1991. He made his debut in Romanian League One, being signed up by Faro Constanza, when he was only 17. Then he got transferred to Internazionale of Milan in Italy. He was not included in the club's top-flight lineup very often and was on loan with several other teams. Alibek played, among other teams, for Astra Giurgiu, FCSB, Kayseri Sport in Turkey or CFR Cluj. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program, here is Truly Romanian with me, Eugen Nasta.
You have just been listening to a song performed by one of the most accomplished traditional music vocalists in southwestern Romania, Angelica Stoican. Next up in the program, here is yet another fine song from her repertoire. Next up in the program, here is yet another fine song performed by Angelica Stoikan. Și pară 
iubești pe cine iubești Ziua când răsare, fugi de mândru soare Voi pe șer fugiți și nu vă Angelica Stoican was signed up as a solo performer with a Chokerlia, the Skylark Artistic Ensemble in Bucharest. You're next invited to listen to a fine love song performed by Angelica Stoican. Jaluri și șapte voi, nu mai să-ți văd ochii tăi. Trag jaluri și șapte voi, nu mai să-ți văd ochii tăi. Drumul greu cu piatră tare, nu poveni pe picioare. We end truly Romanian today with yet another fine song performed by Angelica Stoican. Living Romania.
Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Happening in Romania with Mila Kramerasmion. In the lineup today, St. Andrew Day, a national holiday in Romania, is marked every year on November 30th. Romanian wines are presented and promoted in Ireland on the occasion of Romania's National Day, and Christmas markets open across Romania. Stay tuned. Every year on November 30th, Romanians celebrate St. Andrew, a day with both Christian and pagan symbolism. Let's first look at the Christian symbolism of this day. Andrew the Apostle, also called St. Andrew, was an apostle of Jesus. He is the brother of Simon Peter and is referred to in the Eastern Orthodox Church tradition as the first called. Saint Andrew is the patron saint of Romania. The official stance of the Romanian Orthodox Church is that Andrew preached the gospel in the province of Dobroja, Scythia Minor, to the Deco Romans, a Romanized subgroup of the Thracians, whom he is said to have converted to Christianity. St. Andrew Day also has an interesting pagan symbolism. The night of St. Andrew on November 29th to 30th is considered by many to be the Romanian equivalent of Halloween due to several traditions and superstitions related to the feast of St. Andrew. St. Andrew was also called the Apostle of Wolves in memory of his presence on the territory of the Jatidations, whose symbol was the wolf. It is said that on the night of St. Andrew, wolves begin to speak with human language and the barrier between life and death weakens so that the undead and phantoms begin to roam around in the places they visited when they were alive. Old people's superstitions show that on that night, in order to protect yourself against wolves and not to bring them near the house and household, it is good not to comb your hair, not to spin, not to clean the house and stable, and not to take out the garbage. They say that on the night of St. Andrew, the undead walk to still the milk of the cows, the minds of the people and the fruit of the orchards. On this night, these spirits become dangerous, destructive, causing disasters, diseases and unhappiness. So garlic is used to protect the household the doors and windows of the house, the stables and the chicken coops. You are listening to Radio Romania International. As I have already said, for Romanians, the name of Apostle Andrew is related to wolves. It is said that this name, the Apostle of Wolves, derives from the old name of the Dacians, Daoi, which means wolves but also from their symbol, the wolf. The wolf was even a symbol of the sanctuaries of Daisha. Other St. Andrew superstitions and traditions are related to premonition. On the night of St. Andrew, one can predict whether there will be rich crops in the coming year. People bring cherry branches into the house, put them in water, and if they bloom by Christmas, they will have a rich year. Another tradition on St. Andrew Day is to sow wheat in small pots or to place 12 onions for the 12 months of the year 
in the attic until Christmas. The damaged ones are a sign of a rainy month, and the sprouted ones are a sign of wealth. Girls who want to find out their future husband put basil under their pillows to dream his face at night. Romania's National Day will be celebrated by the Embassy of Romania in Ireland by organizing an exceptional event in Dublin on November 20th, dedicated to the presentation and promotion of Romanian wines. This complex and high-profile event is organized by the Romanian Embassy in partnership with Julian Barbucciano, the initiator and author of the Romanian Wine Atlas. With over 200 varieties of wine, local and international varieties, and more than 50 wineries represented, this is the largest exhibition of Romanian wines in Ireland. Attending will be representatives of over 20 wineries who will be joined by four Romanian sommeliers, Irinel Macic, Mihai Cukur, Eduard Jacob, Laurent Antal, as well as Anna Sapungiu, Master of Wine. So far, the only Romanian from the list of around 400 masters of wine from all over the world. The event addresses wine importers, traders, wine shops, restaurants, sommeliers and wine journalists in Ireland and aims to create solid links between Romanian producers and Irish wine industry professionals. The ambassador of Romania to Ireland, Laurentiu Mihai Stefan, emphasizes the importance of the event not only as part of the celebration of the National Day, but also in promoting Romania's rich economic and cultural offer. Christmas is round the corner, and the holiday offers in the mountain resorts in Romania are mostly sold out. Even the spa resorts have an increasing degree of occupancy during the holidays, since they have diversified their offer. Besides hotel and treatment services, more and more resorts have also developed the wellness and aqua park areas. As in previous years, the most sought-after destinations for the winter holidays are the resorts on Prahova Valley and the Poana Brasov Resort. However, the mountain resorts are not the only destinations calling the attention of tourists. In December, more and more cities in Romania gained further attractiveness thanks to the Christmas markets, some of which are already open. Tran Bodulescu, spokesperson for the National Association of Travel Agencies, has given us details. I think there will be a lot more effervescence than in the previous years. I noticed that some Christmas markets opened earlier and some of them will continue after January 1st for a few days. In Bucharest we have several Christmas markets this year. The Christmas market in Sibiu appears in certain charts as the cheapest. In fact, the most accessible fair in Europe, which is a good thing. It matters a lot for the promotion of Romania. And the Christmas market in Brasov is covered by the European media. Orada, Timisoara, Craiova, a city that has been growing in terms of tourism in recent years, and Yash also have sought-after Christmas markets. Christmas markets naturally attract tourists, mostly Romanian tourists. Taking into account that Timisoara is also located in the west of Romania, it will also attract some foreign tourists from nearby countries, since Timisoara 
also benefits from media coverage as the European capital of culture. It's a first step. It's the first year. We remember the example of Sibiu. 2007 was just the beginning, and Sibiu has come a long way, said Traian Bădulescu. The lights of the Craiova Christmas market in southern Romania were switched on in the last but one weekend of November, and visitors are invited to buy various products specific to the season until January 2, 2024. The Christmas market in Sibiu was set up in the big square, one of the historic squares of the city, and for the first time in the courtyard of the Brukenthal Museum. Its program is the same as that of the Craiova Christmas market. In Brasov, the Christmas market is being set up in Piazza Sfatului, the square in the historic center of the city, but the opening is scheduled for November 30th. Visitors will be able to taste local products, will have the opportunity to discover the crafts and handicraft products from the Brasov area, to drink tea or mulled wine and eat baked chestnuts, Brasov pretzels or langosh, a donut specific to Transylvania. Several Christmas markets will open in Bucharest, in the Constitution Square near the Parliament Palace, the installation of the tallest Christmas tree Romania has begun. It will be 30 meters high, and around it there will be over 130 wooden houses, where visitors will find objects and food specific to Christmas. Next to the Christmas tree in the Constitution Square, two music areas will be set up with traditional carols and international songs specific to the holidays. And that's all from happening in Romania. From Mila Kramara Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Today's edition of Simply Folk features Anna Pop Korondan from the beautiful region of Transylvania. She was known for her great voice and a rich repertoire, comprising original tunes collected by herself or discovered in the archives of the Folklore Institute in Bucharest. She performed on all of Romania's important stages and made dozens of recordings alongside the Radio Folk Orchestra. So to end today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, here is Anna Popkorondan with a beautiful tune titled My Mama Told Me. Mă ridic la spăcine Că mulți tare m-au cerut Tu nici grijă, tu nici grijă n-ai avut Foaie verde le-mi sucit Tu vădiți așa-i gândit Că eu pentru ce-s negruță Mă bucur să-ți fiu drăguță
ai gândit Că dacă mai ai Eu altul noi mai găsi Eu altul mai eu altul noi mai găsi Altul băgeam căpătat Mai voinic și mai legat Mai înalt și mai frumos Nu ca tine, nu ca tine Rande la vâtoare Nu ești bani din soare Mă de rande la vâtoare Nu ești bani din soare Mă de rande la izbor And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.